When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday. Wednesday morning. And I'm not sure how many people are going to be in the live today because I forgot to tell people that I was doing a stream. But you guys should know already because I do these every Wednesday and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And if you can't make it, that's what that's what the replays are for. You know, I don't I don't have any of my merch today. This coffee cup here, I call it my the cock of the walk mug. <laughs> my kids got it for me for Christmas. Man, I think like the, the first year we moved out here, maybe the second year we were out here. And it was one of those things where, you know, my kids were little. They didn't know any better. And uh, my mom took them to like the dollar store to get the to, to let them pick out gifts. Right. And my kids literally with no thought at all just said, well, you know, dad likes coffee. Just got me some random mug at the dollar store. <laughs> it's like my favorite mug though. Cause my kids, uh, you know, they put like no thought into it and they just sort of like, well, dad, we knew you like coffee. So we got you a coffee mug. Like it's got a chicken on it. Like it has, it makes no sense. Anyway, kids, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about marriage and children, some things to think about. I finished my book, guys, I'm an official author now. I finished that. Finally, Sunday, I did the uh, the last, I, I knocked out the last uh, sub-chapters of the long-term relationship chapter, and I knocked out the marriage and children chapter. And I've already done a stream on the long-term relationship. I think it was, uh, it was called like the quick and dirty guide to maintaining a long-term relationship, right? And that was literally going step-by-step uh, through the sub chapters and just talking basically what I was going to write about. Well, it took me forever, but I finally knocked out the last couple of chapters of that. Uh, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, you know, the, the outline here and man. Uh, so, so my editor edited everything up until the, uh, catfish dates sub chapter of my dating and spinning plates chapter. And then he's been waiting on me to finish the rest. So I've got one, two, three, four, five sub chapters of uh, dating and spinning plates. And then all of the long-term relationship stuff. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six sub chapters in long-term relationships. And then marriage and children is actually a very short chapter. So this episode might not be that long today but uh, we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes hey look at this we've got we've got nurse chick in the house good morning good morning i've got the cock of the walk mug babe yeah and uh brother nathan's in the house what's up guys so so yeah so i finished that chapter before i get into that though uh 
one, let's do some housekeeping. I don't have any outline today. We're just totally winging it. So be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications if you haven't done so already. And then please sound off in the uh, the live chat if you guys are there. Sound off in the live. It helps these go by smoother. If you guys aren't talking and interacting, like, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna go by quick. I'm sure of it. And then uh, send super chats, guys. Send super chats. <laughs> I don't think this this video is gonna get demonetized. It's you know, I'm not saying anything terribly bad in this, but definitely send some super chats. And then follow me on social media. The links are in the description. We'll go ahead and. And there, let me share this. So I've been on a tirade all week. I don't know if you guys follow me on, on social media, but I've been on a little bit of a tirade since Sunday. So I was watching, uh, I was watching a stream. I'm going to, I'm going to not name names, right? But I was watching a stream on Sunday and I see this clip from a guy who's talking about how guys, uh, 90% of guys are invisible to women and how he tells his girlfriend, um, you know, all the time. He's like, oh, we go to Jack in the Box. And when we leave, he's like, what'd that guy look like at the register? And she's like, well, I have no, I have no idea. And he goes, see, 90% of guys are invisible to women. But if that guy had a Ferrari, she would have noticed him. And I'm like, are you for real right now? Like th that kind of message is ruining guys on the internet. It's absolutely ruining guys thinking that the only way they can get a girl is if they have an effing Ferrari. Are you for real right now? It's like, yes, the guy behind the counter at Jack in the Box wasn't noticeable because he didn't do anything to be noticed. He was just doing his job. But if he was trying to hit on your girl and say something slick and he was somewhat attractive, she would have remembered him. Okay. That's how we insert ourselves into women's consciousness. All right. Yes, we are all pretty much invisible to women because women are doing their own thing. Right. But if you walk up and talk to a girl in a confident way, she's going to remember that, guys. She's going to remember that. Women are wired to remember that. You don't need a Ferrari. Okay. So, but you can't sell, you can't sell programs telling guys to, to have their picture taken in front of Ferraris uh, as a part of a dating program if you, you know, if you just tell people like, hey, you can just go talk to a girl at Target, right? You can't sell your program. So I've been on the tirade this week uh, making these types of memes, right? So I've got this one here, right? Buy my dating program. First lesson, take your picture in front of some other dude's Ferrari. You don't think that you're meeting chicks, uh, let's say on Instagram, right? Or even on a dating app and you got pictures of you in front of a Ferrari that when you actually go on a date, that she's going to realize that you don't have a goddamn Ferrari. Are you like, guys, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? And then I, and then I posted this one. Uh, I think this was yesterday. Let's see here. Was it yesterday? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Posted this other one too, right? You need a Ferrari, but I used to pimp in a goddamn Dodge Nitro. That's literally what my, my vehicle looked like when I met nurse chick. That's literally what my vehicle looked like. A 2010 Dodge Nitro that had a hundred and like twenty thousand miles on it. You know what I mean? Like it, it was definitely not a Ferrari. But I didn't. I don't need a Ferrari because I have social skills. Learn some goddamn social skills, people. Getting your picture taken in front of a Ferrari won't fix your 
messed up social skills. We're not at the eight minute mark. I almost dropped an F-bomb there. I almost went full sailor mode on this. I might do a whole entire stream on this, but I just was want to show you guys my, my, my memes. And then this one, I dropped this one this morning. Uh, let's share this one, right? And it says here, getting your picture taken with hot models won't fix your social issues, guys, because it won't. Because a part of this this guy's program is to uh, get your picture taken with uh, around hot chicks for that social proof, right? For that pre-selection stuff. Yeah, okay. But when, she, when you actually meet another chick in person and you're socially awkward, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you at all, okay? So this is gimmick crap. It's not going to fix your underlying issue. You know what kind of stuff is going to fix your underlying issue? Stuff like this, a book, right? A book on frame is going to help you with that. Not getting your picture taken with overpriced models, okay? That you're not banging. You're not banging those chicks. It's artificial, okay? Now, if you do work on your frame and you start talking to real chicks and you start having pictures taken around real chicks that are actually interested in you, that's a different story, okay? <laughs> that's a different story. That what might actually help you, you know what I mean? Like social proof is a thing, but if you artificially do it and then you have nothing to back it up, your 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 ass is writing checks that your mouth can't cash, bro. Okay. Anyway, so that's a tirade there that I wanted to go off of. Uh, I'd probably go do a whole stream on it, guys. Get on my email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers. We got rule zero stickers here. All right. Uh, I'll mail those to you free of charge. You also get a PDF with 20 dating app openers. I've got a client right now. He, uh, he's, he's, he just updated his profile on, on, uh, on the dating apps. He's got new pictures. He's getting matches and he used the, he used the, the, the Starbucks opener, right? The Starbucks opener scored a date on Monday, went on the date, went in for a kiss, right? Chick, Chick texted him back first when she got home. And then the next morning, she texted him in the morning, first thing. And I told him, I was like, just, just let it simmer, dude. Let it simmer until like 6 p.m., you know, when you get home from work the next day. And she, but she didn't just text him like, she's like, hey, by the way, here's my number if you want to, if you want to text me or call me or something. Right. And I was like, dude, this is, this is awesome. So he waited till like 7 p.m. the next night and, and, and I, and he sent a simple text, right? He said, Hey, hey, so and so, this is, you know, so and so. I'm not going to use names, right? Hey, so and so, this is so and so. Now you have my number too. I had fun last night, right? Just left it at that. And she immediately texted back. She was like, bam. Oh, I did too. It was so good. Stuff like that. <laughs> you forgot to tell me, you know, what, what people were saying about me at Starbucks. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so I told him, I go, well, just reply back with, Oh yeah, you're right. We're going to have to fix that sometime and just let, let it go for, for like two or three days. Right. She didn't wait two or three days. She couldn't wait any longer. She, she hit him up like yesterday and she was like, Hey, just seeing how you're doing or something. I was like, this is your opportunity to set the next definite date because you, a lot of guys, they, they don't give girls enough chance to, to start chasing them back. They don't, they start, they just, they smother a chick that they like. Right. They smother the chick that they like, and then they chase them away. Like chicks are like cats. You understand me? And so what, what I, what you, 
got to tell guys is like, no, 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 give, give her some breathing room. Give her some time to start thinking about you. Start wondering why you're not texting her back, right? That builds up heat, healthy uh, emotional anticipation and tension, right? That tension is going to cause her, once she can't take it anymore, it'll cause her to reach out, right? And when she does, it's because she's thinking about you and she wants you to ask her on another date. You got to you gotta recognize this and act on that shit, right? So anyway, all started with one of the dating app openers. He's got the next definite date scheduled at his place tomorrow night, boys. Tomorrow night. Can I get a hell yeah? And I was uh, I was uh, telling a nurse chick, I was like, yeah, if he shuts up and doesn't step on his own dick, he's probably going to get some pussy. So anyway, get your stickers, guys. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about the book a little bit. Let's talk about the book. So I got this chapter. I finished it up uh, this weekend along with uh, a couple of the other sub chapters. I was like, I, I've got to knock this out, right? So my editor, it's the same. It's it's Nick August, right? I hired Nick August, the same guy that that edited Ryan's book, and um, and he's finishing up Ryan's book right now. Ryan just finished Praxeology Volume Two, so that's coming out soon. And uh, and then Nick. Uh, said there was only about a difference of 16,000 words, right? This whole book so far, the unedited version has 64,000 words. Let's see here. What do we got here? Word count. Six, oh, 67,432 words right now, right? So it's technically in the novel range, right? That's how that's how long this book is. I, I'm learning these this, these these rules of thumb from Ryan. Ryan's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, over 60,000 is a, a, a novel, like under 50,000 is a novella. I'm like, I don't know what the difference is, but okay. <laughs> okay. So this one's probably going to be, I think it's going to be roughly about as thick as, as Ryan's book when it's done, you know, not, not too long, not like, you know, a, a, a tome like a rational mail or anything like that, but it's going to be a, full of a lot of useful information. And, uh, so he knocked that out, sent it off. So whenever, whenever Nick has uh, some time, he said it'll probably be the next couple of weeks that he'll get the, the uh, edits back to me. And then I got to go through the whole damn thing again and, uh, and either accept his changes or, or, you know, make corrections. Or if he doesn't understand what I'm trying to say, like, you know, tidy things up a little bit. And then uh, I'll probably have him go through it one more time. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Probably have him go through it one more time, but uh, or not. I don't know. Maybe we'll do, we'll crowdsource it. I don't know if you've read like the first edition of like frame, there's still some typos and stuff in there. Like, I think I can go back and fix it after that and just crowdsource the rest. We'll see how it goes. It, Nick's rates are reasonable though. Um, so yeah, so I finished this up and it's on marriage and children, right? So the whole previous chapter is on long-term relationships, right? Long-term relationships and how to maintain those long-term. And for me, that is all you need to know. You, you really only need to know the long-term relationship stuff. And I don't recommend marriage. Who said it in here? Who said it in here? Uh, marriage is a bad idea, LMAO. Yeah. <laughs> so at least uh, getting the government involved in your relationship is a bad idea, right? It's a bad idea, in my opinion. So this chapter gets into it. So marriage and children... I, I talk about how uh, in the last previous chapter, you know, um, I, I talk a, a little bit about what we talk about in this chapter, right? Talk about how if, uh, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do the, the common law thing, right? Have a girl that you live with, 
you need to you need to look at your states. You need to maybe talk to an attorney, see what uh, what what the laws are like in your state. Because if you uh, if you cohabitate with a chick, even if even if you're not married, uh, according to you know a marriage license, some states, Colorado is one of them. It, you know they'll recognize it as a marriage. And if you guys break up, she can go after you for stuff like alimony, right? If you're not prepared. So I talk about like in that in that uh, chapter, which states are, uh, you know, common law states, which ones are community property states and which ones uh, have a 50, 50, um, default. And so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that one real quick here. Uh, that one, the reason why I said that is because like a lot of guys, they still want to have kids, right? They still want to have kids. And so I'm like, okay, well, if you want to have kids, then you need to have a combination of a state that doesn't recognize common law, doesn't do community property, and then uh, has a has a default child custody law of 50-50. That leaves you Kentucky and Florida. That's it. That's it. That has all three. Kentucky and Florida at the time of this at the time of this writing. Okay. Uh, there are states that have a consideration for 50-50, but it's not the default. Only Kentucky and Florida have that. So if you're going to have kids, you, you really got to do your homework on this. Okay. But if you uh, follow all the all the stuff in the in the whole chapter or the whole long-term relationship chapter, you're better, you're you're more likely to keep that relationship going long term. More likely. But you know, with anything like this, it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Sometimes people just grow apart. They change. You know what I mean? You can, you could do everything right. And she still might leave. You know what I mean? So that's just a fact of life. So I talk about that. So then we get into the marriage and children chapter. And, uh, basically this chapter is like, okay, you read all the stuff before, but God damn it, you still need to get the government involved in your relationship, right? So it's like, I get it. There's a lot of people that have been raised that way and it's ingrained in their value system. Like they, they believe in it. You know, they believe in state hominid dominated marriages. Okay, I get it. So they, they're still going to do that. And the good thing about red pill guys is it's all based on your mental point of origin. That means doing what's best for you. That's why, um, man, I, I, I'm going to have Sergio from Purple Pill Podcast on here in probably a couple of weeks. And he, like, he's been talking mad smack about Red Pill on Twitter lately. And, and it's trying to get into these beefs. And I think it's more for engagement than anything else. It's very kayfabe, I think. But um, the thing is, like, I, I, I was sort of in his position a couple of years ago. I had this idea that Red Pill was bad. And so I would consider myself more purple pill because I do like, I do like having a, a monogamous girlfriend, right? Super convenient, <laughs> super convenient. And uh, so I like that idea. And I was like, oh, well, you know, the, all these red pill guys, they're talking about having harems and how you got to be a permanent plate spinner and stuff like that. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, there's a whole married red pill uh, subreddit right with with tools and and information on how to maintain monogamous relationships and then I, and then i realized oh you know what it is a, really at the end of the day about your own mental point of origin and doing what's best for you so if 
if you think that getting uh, Uncle Sam involved in your relationship is what's best for you, well, that's that's a that's a that's a personal decision, right? So really, the emphasis then becomes uh, okay. Well, just if you're going to do it, do it smart. Do it smart, right? So I tell guys to make sure that you contact an attorney, right? Settling down with a woman is the biggest decision you can make as a man, right? Because nothing in the world can make or break a man like getting in the getting married with the wrong woman, right? Or it can make him by getting married with to the right woman. You know what I mean? It can make or break you. It really can, right? You could go and get a shitty job. That won't break you. <laughs> they won't break you. You'll you might get fired from a job that might not break you unless it's like uh, like a situation where you've been in the same position for 40 years and then they like they 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 shit can you. Some guys will get zeroed out for stuff like that, but it, it, it I don't think it impacts guys as much as as you know really bad relationships does, right? Really bad relationships. So um so then I, I talk here, I go, well, either you followed the advice in the, the dating and spending place chapter and thoroughly vetted her to make sure she's a really good choice for a long-term commitment, or you tried to fit the first girl who touched your dick into your idealistic fantasy and you're making the biggest mistake of your life, right? If you do the latter, she's, she can absolutely ruin you, right? That's what most guys do. Most guys don't make a list right? And, and really check to see if a girl fits in those boxes, right? I hear it a lot in the 3% brotherhood guys will say, well, she checks most, she texts, ticks most of my boxes, right? But she's got all these problems, but then they're still trying to make it work. It's like, uh, are all those problems in your do not want list? Well, then that, that should tell you everything you need to know about her. She's, she's plate status only, right? But guys don't do that. They try to put the square peg in the round hole, <laughs> right? Cause they don't, they hate the dating market. They hate spinning plates. It's, it, it's a grind. It, it, it can be, it can be. If you, if you have that mentality, like this is work. If you have the mentality that, Hey, this is fun. I'm having fun with it. It's a science experiment. You'll have fun doing it, you know, and it's not work. And then you can actually let go of that attachment to outcome and, and thoroughly, you know, vet women to see if they, they check all the boxes, right? But even still, even if you do that, um, I don't have it in the chapter. I probably should have. Uh, even if you do have a girl that checks all the boxes, you know, like most people are still on their on their best behavior. And I talk about this in the previous chapters. They're on their best behavior for the first six months to, to a year, right? But if after you've been with them for a year, they're still that person, that's pretty much, that's probably who they are. That's probably who they are, right? But, uh, oh man, I, you know, I, I just interviewed, it's not in the book, but I just interviewed uh, Archwinger. If you guys don't know who Archwinger is, he's, he was, uh, he wrote a lot of really good articles about, you know, seven years ago, 10 years ago in the Married Red Pill subreddit. And a lot of Ryan Stone's material comes from guys like Archwinger. So I interviewed Archwinger and he's got an article on uh, the stranger test. The stranger test uh, that you should, you know, if your girl's acting like an insufferable bitch, you need to ask yourself, well, does she do that with strangers, right? Does she do that with other people that she knows? Because like, if she's a bitch to everybody, she's just a bitch, right? But if she's only being a bitch to you, there's something about you that she's, she doesn't like, right? 
there's something about you that she doesn't like. So that's a good way to gauge whether she's a, she's really is an insufferable bitch or not, or if she's just being an insufferable bitch to you. <laughs> right. Something to think about. Right. But if you, if she's always been pleasant with you and then like she's been all of a sudden starts becoming an insufferable bitch to you, I guarantee it's probably something that you've been doing consistently to let her down and pissing her off. Right. Right. <laughs> oh man. Don't chicks have agency to just put up with my shit. <laughs> That's what like MGTOW guys say. All right. So, so then I say here, it's so important to talk to an attorney about possible ways you can protect yourself and your assets and, and access to your children uh, should the marriage not work out. And, and there's a couple of ways that I'm aware that can help, but almost nothing is bulletproof, right? So we're going to get into those things here. You guys have probably heard of most of them. But first, let's talk about my practical law of attraction course, guys. LOA.comeonmanpod.com. It's a mindset course. Let me play a commercial for that, and then we'll talk about your legal options to protect you. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moths to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. Act now, guys. So you said Missouri passed this law as well. Okay. Are you sure? I, I pulled up a list and there was a lot of state. You, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the 50-50 default thing. And I pulled up a list and there was, a, there was actually a bunch of states that have a, a consideration for 50-50. But... I was looking specifically at the the presumption of 50-50. So are, is that what Missouri has? Are you sure? Because uh, I'd hate to have bad information in my book, right? <laughs> Working on it in Oklahoma too. I hope you guys pass it. It, sh it. I think it needs to be law everywhere, you know, unless unless a parent 
can't be there 50 50 it should be by default you know by default a lot of states don't want to pass it though because of money because of money and in, in, in enforcing those child support laws but i'll tell you what i got 50 50 with my kids and i still gotta pay goddamn child support one good thing though that my ex-wife is doing uh which i i i learned about from my daughter was that so my daughter's off at college now and so my daughter's a starving student <laughs> well my i'm still i still have to pay uh my ex uh child support for my daughter i have to pay through her 18th birthday even though my daughter's like off at college and so what my ex has been doing since my daughter left is when she gets that half of of the check or, or half of the payment for my for my daughter she immediately goes and puts it in my daughter's account so it's it's my daughter's money and she's like it's your money so, uh, but my daughter ages out here in January. So I talked to my daughter about it and I was like, well, yeah, I, I'm happy to pay you um, directly and just not pay your mom. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I don't mind doing that. Uh, but I did tell my daughter, I was like, I don't want to pay you this forever though. So try to get a better job so I don't have to pay this, right? All right, you're going to be paying for your kids forever. Like, let's let's just... <laughs> <laughs> just something, something that you should think about when you're having kids. Okay. Um, okay. So the first thing about protecting yourself, I put down here is you can get a prenuptial agreement right now before you guys say it, those get thrown out. I have it in the book here. I hear men talk about how they get judges throw those out all the time. Right. And now, now I've talked to family attorneys and they say that the reason why they get thrown out or, or parts of the agreement thrown out is uh, because of how they were executed, right? So, like, if you present your girl a, a prenuptial agreement written on a, on a, um, written by your attorney on the day of the wedding, she can argue coercion in most cases, right? So, you don't want to do that. Um, if you write it on the back of a napkin, they're probably going to throw it out, right? Um, if you uh, present it to her months before the wedding, though, and have her retain her own counsel to review it then she'll have a hard time arguing coercion and you're more likely not to have it thrown out, right? Um, a thing I like about prenuptial agreements, regardless of their effectiveness, is that they make ideal shit tests for women, right? Like if you go, if, if, if you want to get married and you tell a girl, hey, um, I, want, I need you to sign this prenuptial agreement. And she starts raising a bunch of hell, talking about how you don't love her, and 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 you know you're just you're expecting the relationship to fail and all that stuff like that. One, she's not mature enough to get married, right? She's not mature enough to get married. If you can't have a discussion about asset protection in in, in, in the, during the most important decision of your life, you, you have no business getting married, right? It also tells you everything you need to know about her. She's not in it. She's not in it for love. She's in it for what, what she can get if it doesn't work out, <laughs> right? Tells you everything you need to know. So she either signs the prenup or you don't get married. It's simple. It's a simple test, okay? Whether it's effective or not, doesn't matter, okay? Yeah, you don't trust me? No, no, actually, not really. Nope, mm-mm. Uh, oh, this is this would be good. In order for her to divorce, she has to pay the Pope $50,000 in cash before. <laughs> yeah, assuming you're Catholic. I'm not Catholic, though. Screw the Pope. Um, 
if you go and and like ha, uh, get your prenup done on legal zoom because you're trying to save money not a good idea right this is one of those things where you don't want to go cheap on right the cheap comes out expensive you want to spend a couple like a thousand bucks or two uh on having an attorney draft up like a solid prenup okay it's one of those things you get what you pay for um another thing that you can do is put your assets in a trust right uh i heard the term irrevocable trust from from rp thor uh, you can do that. You can put your stuff in a trust. Uh, it's in, in the thing about a trust, right? It's kind of like an LLC. Um, I'm not saying they're the same, but it's the same idea, right? They're separate legal entities. So the trust is a separate legal entity from you. The trust isn't getting married. You are, okay? So you can literally put all your assets in a trust, right? And um, that's separate from the marriage, right? Now, the problem in some cases is that a judge can order you to liquidate assets owned in the trust in some cases. So I've heard, okay. Again, talk to an attorney, right? I, I say this like multiple times in the book, talk to an attorney about this. Okay. Um, so I've heard of that sort of thing happening, right? So that's one thing to, to think about. Now, a, a cool thing about trust, and you can do this with the next option, which is probably the closest thing to bulletproof I've ever heard. Uh, you can, with stuff like LLCs and trusts, you can, like, let's say you go get a job, right? Let's say you have a fairly high paying job. You can have your employer make payments directly to the trust, okay? And then the trust can give you like a credit card, like the trust can own a credit card that you pay your bills out of. And technically that money's not yours. It's the trust's. <laughs> right same thing with all your assets you can have the ass uh, you can have the trust buy whatever you want buy your house buy you know whatever own your business whatever you can have literally the, the the trust can own everything and then when you go to go to court and she tries to take you for your millions of dollars well you don't own millions of dollars you're penniless the trust owns all that okay that's the idea of having a trust all right so the next one, the thing is that, like I said, uh, I've heard in cases, judges ordering liquidation of trust assets. I don't, know, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Talk to an attorney. But uh, so the closest thing I've ever heard of that's bulletproof, though, is an offshore trust. Okay. So in April, April of last year, I had a guy named Blake Harris on. Blake Harris, he's really big on TikTok. I think he's got a decent size account on Instagram, too. But he's a uh, he's a asset protection attorney that specializes in Cook's I Cook Islands trusts, right? The Cook Islands. So the Cook Islands is uh, another country. It's offshore, kind of like the Cayman Islands, or you know, having a, a Swiss bank account, right? And the reason why it's bulletproof is this, right? Cook Islands are legally obligated by their own government to ignore court orders from the United States and other countries. So let's say. You have the trust there in the Cook Islands owning all your assets, uh, all your your you know your salary or whatever gets paid to the Cook Islands. And let's say a judge orders uh, that you know that you liquidate your assets or that you you know you, you pay money or whatever. It's like uh, what what the what to, in order to comply with the court order, your attorney Blake Harris there will say okay, and they'll write an official letter to the Cook Islands saying hey with the court order saying, Hey, you, you've got to liquidate these assets. Cook islands legally being not allowed to follow court orders from the United States will disregard 
<laughs> that order. They'll just disregard it. And there's literally nothing the judge could do about it because you complied. We told the trust that, that you said to liquidate assets. They're just not doing it. It's not contempt of court because you tried to comply. They just won't, they just won't do it. And there's nothing the judge could do. There's judge has no power to do anything to do that. Right. So that's the closest thing that you'll find. Right. So it's fascinating. But the thing is, in order to get an offshore trust like that, it sounds really good, doesn't it? it sounds oh, it's like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's the magic bullet. Ugh. The thing is that the the average dude in America making forty five thousand dollars a year can't afford that. It's very expensive to maintain an offshore trust like that. You have to have assets over a million dollars to even make it worth your while. <laughs> right. So if you're making if you're only making $45,000 a year, you're actually better off paying alimony and child support. You're just, you know, that's actually more economically viable for you. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Yeah, what's this? Uh, Swiss bank account, face blue covering eyes. Those are open books for your government if you aren't Swiss yourself. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> so... I'd said that if I could go back and do things over, I wouldn't have gotten married so young, right? I wouldn't have gotten married so young. So this is the next part of it. So we talk about your legal options, okay? Talk to an attorney about that stuff though. So those are the only, thing, the, the only things that I'm aware of that are somewhat helpful, right? Prenup and some kind of trust, okay? Those are the only things. Think about The thing about prenup and a trust is it doesn't, uh, I, I should probably add a section on this. It doesn't help you with your children. Right. Um, actually, I think I do talk about it in the uh, I talked about it in the previous chapter. That's probably why I, did, I left it out of this. It doesn't help you with your children. Right. You can have a prenup. It won't it won't uh, settle the child custody stuff. It, you can't get out of child support with a prenup of the trust. You can't. The, the state will order you to, to pay child support. And even if you don't make money on paper right? Let's say all the money goes to your trust. It doesn't matter that the court will, will impute an income on you and you still have to find out, figure out a way to pay that. You see what I'm saying? You can't get out of child support. So that's why in the previous chapter, I talked about like, why, why are you doing the legal marriage thing? Right? When you, if you just want to have kids, just have the fucking kids because getting uncle Sam on paper to, to bless your marriage doesn't change the fact that you have fucking kids and you still have to pay for them anyway, whether you have the, 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 the certificate or not, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't fucking need that. <clears throat> um, so yeah. So if I could go back and do things over again, I would have gotten married so young, right? I would have spent my twenties spinning plates and building my fortune. Uh, and, but the thing was like, I was running, I was running for that white picket fence, right? I got married at 20 years old. I got married at 20 years old. I wasn't even old enough to buy alcohol at my own wedding reception. Okay. My, uh, my now ex-wife was, was three years older than me, so she could buy the alcohol. So she bought alcohol for the party, but, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't legally drink the alcohol. I did, you know, I had a little bit. I, I was stone sober at my wedding reception because I have, uh, I had, uh, you know, my ex-wife who was, who was kind of, uh, domineering. I had, uh, her aunt who was domineering. I had one of my aunts that was kind of domineering. And then I had my mom who's kind of domineering. So I had these four women 
pulling me in every direction that night going, okay, it's time to take pictures over here. Oh, it's time to go around and shake everyone's hand. Oh, it's time for the for the dollar dance. Oh, it's time for this, right? I, I literally was just getting pulled in various directions. I didn't have time to, to, to throw any back, right? I had like literally the same drink the whole night, you know? <laughs> so it didn't matter anyway. Didn't matter anyway. Um, so that was, uh, so that was actually technically our second marriage, second, uh, uh, I guess, what's it called? Second ceremony because, uh, we actually eloped my, my now ex-wife and I, we eloped. So we went and just had a justice of the peace wedding with, with, uh, just us and one of my shipmates. And I was in the Navy at the time. <clears throat> and, um, I did this because she moved in with me and I, we were getting ready to go on deployment. And I wanted to make sure she was taken care of. I wanted to make sure she, she had her medical needs taken care of because I'm a provider. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so I, the thing is when you're in the Navy, <clears throat> you have to get permission from your command to, to get married. You have to get permission. Right. So I, I, I went and got a request chit to get married and both my, my, uh, leading chief petty officer, um, and my division officer both pulled me to the side and tried to talk me out of it, right? Because this is something that young enlisted sailors do all the time and it's fucking stupid, but they go and rush off and get married. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of marriage for convenience stuff going on in the military, right? Because if you get married, the, the military sort of incentivizes you to get married. They pay you money. They, they give you what's called BAH, right? So you're allowed to live off base if you're married and, um, and then they give you extra money to help pay the bills, right? And so it's like, oh, yeah, let's go get married so we can get more money. So a lot of dumbass young sailors go and run off and get married and get absolutely fucking ruined, right? So my my uh, my leading chief petty officer and my division officer, um, Chief Clip, Chief Clippinger, and oh god, what was what was my divo's name? I can't remember. But they both pulled me to the side and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? This is a bad idea. Like, I don't recommend this. Right. And of course I was all pie in the sky in love, you know, like, so I didn't listen. Right. So I, I encourage who's ever reading the book. Don't, don't let yourself be in that kind of predicament. Right. <laughs> Certainly not at 20 years old. <clears throat> and so this is what I tell my son. I tell my son that uh, he needs to wait until his thirties before even considering settling down and having a family. Right. So for men, we have our whole lives. We have our whole lives to do this. Women, unfortunately, don't. Like women, they're they have a biological time clock. They're racing. Their eggs, you know, run out at a certain point, right? <clears throat> men, men don't have that problem. Like we can safely have kids into our sixties. I don't recommend that, right? I, it's going to be hard to chase a toddler around with a pacemaker, but you get the point, right? We have time, right? We have time. We can wait until like our thirties you know, late thirties, forties and still have kids. And it's totally safe. Women, on the other hand, like the closer, like the closer they get into their forties and then like over 40, if they still have their eggs, like they start risking to have like having, uh, you know, birth defects, right. Kids with like autism, stuff like that. There's a lot of problems when you have kids later in life because your body wasn't designed for it. You know what I mean? So I tell my son, like, hey, don't even don't even bother, right? Wait until you're in your 30s, build your fortune. Um, <clears throat> right. Uh, 
let's see for for both my kids, my son and my daughter, um, I tell them that there's no great time to have kids, right? No matter what stage you are financially, when you add a child to the mix, it becomes a financial burden. Okay. Not with just food and diapers, but with all the medical attention children require. Um, so there's, there's never a great time, but there are times that are better than others. Right. So like having a child in high school, absolute worst time. Anybody can have a fucking kid. Right. Um, it won't, kill your dreams necessarily, but it will make them significantly harder than they need to be. Right. So I told my kids, I tell my kids like, wait till you're in some kind of committed, loving relationship. Um, because that's ideal for both men and women and for the kids. Right. But for, for women. So for, for my daughter, if she wants to have kids, it's better for her to have kids in her twenties, right? Mid twenties. That's really when her body's designed for it. Okay. Um, they don't necessarily have to wait until they're financially stable either because uh, they have men to help them. And then there's plenty of societal programs out there to help women, right? There's all, like women, infant children, right? WIC, right? That's designed to help the women, right? Uh, there's there's food stamps. There's all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're they're going to make the, the father pay child support, right? They're, like women are bailed out with this sort of this problem, right? But guys aren't. So it's more important for guys to wait until they're established in their career and they've built their fortune up a little bit, right? Um, let's see here. I say once you've had the number of children that you want, I recommend capping it off by getting a vasectomy, right? Fully protects you from accidentally getting your, your wife pregnant going forward. And if she does magically get pregnant, you know she's been cheating on you and it's time to cut her loose, okay? Um and then also, you know, if you have vasectomy after uh, after your kids, you'll ensure that um, if things don't work out with the mom for whatever reason, that you won't accidentally get some other woman pregnant and potentially have to be on the hook for child support to multiple women. Okay, so I highly recommend that. Um, but if if you still want more kids, right? So some people some people still want more kids, right? They let's say their their marriage ends and uh, they have a kid in their first marriage sometimes they still have this idea of like oh it's not a complete family unit unless i've procreated with this next woman too <laughs> there's guys like that out there right i don't recommend getting a vasectomy and then trying to get a reversal later i don't i don't so i'm not one of those guys in the space that's like get a vasectomy in your 20s i do that if you plan to never have kids right <clears throat> Now, like they, they can be reversed, uh, uh, you know, apparently there's a pretty decent success rate with it, but it's not guaranteed. When I got my vasectomy, I did a whole stream on, on my vasectomy too. When I got my vasectomy, they handed me paperwork talking about the, the reversal procedure and just like how it's, it's not guaranteed and that they don't recommend doing it as a form of just regular old birth control. Right. So if you want to have kids in the future, uh, you, you're just going to have to, you know, try to try your luck with condoms, which are effective most of the time when they don't break. Right. <laughs> and then really the last thing that I have to say about the, about children, um, is if, if you, if you've read this whole book up until this point, guys, if you've read the whole book, um, hopefully I get this out by Christmas, at least the paperback version. I'd like to get this out by Christmas. If you've read, if you've read the whole book and you found value in it, uh, give it to your kids, give it to your kids because I wish I knew all this shit when I was 18. Right. Which is the whole per premise of the book. So everything that I learned in my mid thirties up until now, 
it, the whole and I've done streams on it this whole time, right? But it goes, it's not just about dating and relationships, right? I talk about law of attraction, education, career, and financial uh planning for your retirement, right? Wish I knew all that kind of stuff. Oh, I even have a chapter on fitness, uh, diet and fitness as well. So uh it's sort of like a whole guidebook for life. I I gave Nurse Chick the uh the unedited, fully done version on Sunday when I was finished with it, I sent it to her. She literally knocked it out reading in like two hours, um, which I think this would take me, like if it's on audiobook, I think it was, it's probably going to be a five-hour book. It's going to be a five-hour book, but I guess she, she liked it and, and sped read through all of it. And she she said she really liked it. So it's it's got a, it's got two thumbs up from from Nurse Chick, guys. And uh, But then again, I, I sleep with her, so she's... She's got incentive to say so. Hey, look, we got a super chat from my my boy Ed or five dollar super sticker. You get you get this, man. You get this. I'm just gonna say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yeah, definitely fucks. Thank you so much for that. So yeah, that's the that's the chapter. It's a really short chapter, and that's because pretty much everything you need to know about <clears throat> about marriage and and maintaining maintaining a long term relationship in general is in the previous chapter. Right. The previous chapter talks about uh, how it's game on hard mode. Uh, it's best to do everything that from the beginning. Right. Everything that I talk about in the long term relationship chapter, it's 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 easier to maintain that attraction long term than it is to let yourself get complacent in the relationship and then try to course correct and fix a broken relationship. Right. I talk about how she's not your mom, your best friend, or your therapist. I talk about how uh, how you can keep attraction going long term. That's an actually a, a pretty lengthy subchapter, but that goes into ideas about um, you know shit handling shit tests and frame and what is frame and uh, in dread game. Right, that's that's all that kind of stuff. Uh, I have a section on communication is not necessarily the key to a healthy relationship. Right, that's based on uh, on Archwinger's Archwinger's work, <laughs> right? On how if she's acting like super shitty, you demanding that she treats you better is not going to make her treat you better, right? It's basically you're basically validating that uh, you know that she, that you've lost all power, right? You've lost you're you're weak now. You're basically telling her, no, keep treating me shitty because I'm a weak man now, <laughs> right? But if you demonstrate right and walk away and remove your time and attention that's actually more of a powerful message it's still technically communication right but you're communicating through subtext which is the, the language of women and you remove your time and attention that actually shows your strength right women respond to strength not weakness and then the last part is you don't need to get the government involved in your relationship so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm really excited to, one, to be done with this damn book. It's taken me almost two years to write this effing thing. But that's what happens when you only set aside time on Sundays every every other week <laughs> to write it. Uh, so I'm excited to get the final revisions back from Nick. And um, I'm excited to see what you guys think about it when, it when it actually comes out. So stay tuned. If you guys aren't on the email list yet, get on the email list because I'm probably going to be sending emails out like as we get closer to publishing. So get on this email list, guys, and get your, your free dating app openers and stickers as well as an incentive. Uh, that's pretty much it. Let me 
just give a shout out to the beer club guys. Get on, join the beer club. The next meetup is next week on Thursday, the, the October 26th. We're going to be doing a, a Halloween hangout. You can come dress up if you want to. I'm not planning on it. It's just called the Halloween hangout because it's in October. <laughs> All right. But the last four beer clubs have been awesome. I think the last one went like two hours. Guys get a lot of value out of it. The last one, we had so many guys in it that I had to keep pulling people backstage because you can only have 10 people on the screen at once. And so I had to pull like guys that, that are sort of just there, like listening in, I had to pull them backstage and like let other guys talk and stuff like that, which is a good problem to have, which means that if we get any bigger, I might have to start scheduling multiple hangouts so that guys, uh, guys can actually, um, you know, join and, and, and not have to compete for, for uh floor time. You know what I mean? But it's a good problem to have good problem to have. And if you guys want any kind of coaching, coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, yeah, we got some beer club guys in the house. What's up, AJ? We're gonna have to if we get more of your of your uh, UK buddies, AJ. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to have like a morning time hangout for me. So like I'll have my coffee while you guys are drinking pints and stuff. That'll be fun. <laughs> you know, AJ. When I went to when I went to England. I went to England. Uh, I told my friend Lewis, who's uh, my 3% brother, I said, hey, man, I need to go to a proper soccer hooligan pub, right? And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, there's plenty of those around. So he sent me to this place uh, called the uh, the Abington, right, up in North Northampton. And it was like, it was a cool pub, and there was guys in there watching football, but they weren't hooligans. They, they were very, very, uh, you know, very quiet just enjoying the game and i'm like this is not what i'm talking about i didn't i don't, I don't want to just watch with fans right but then then like was it later that night he took us to this other place and it was a pretty quiet place but there was some rugby game going on and then he was going getting all rowdy watching the watching the rugby game and calling people pelicans and shit and i was like this is what i'm talking about this is <laughs> this is what i'm talking about man oh my bro copy who what's up man for the alimony good info thanks paul 1999 you get this you get this this guy he's he's he I, he was an eyewitness to fall fight club guys eyewitness he knows who won the rest of you guys are gonna have to check it out on pay-per-view but this guy gets this yeah definitely the man with the 1999 super chat appreciate that Yes, we didn't go to a wrestling event. Hell yeah. I mean, there's some good wrestling events out there in the UK, right? They had like ICW wrestling, which I think NXT took over. I think NXT UK took over ICW. That those yeah, Rev Pro. That's another good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's where uh uh Will Ospreay came out of like Rev Pro and stuff. That guy's a that I, I heard that that he's going to WWE. I heard that he got picked up by WWE, which would be awesome for WWE because Will Ospreay is phenomenal. And then he and in uh, Ricochet can have some banger matches again because I, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen. You guys have probably seen Ricochet in WWE if you watch wrestling at all. Ricochet is phenomenal, right? Well, before he was in WWE, he was like on the independent circuits and he would have some banger matches with Will Ospreay. Like those guys were just phenomenal if you can go back and like do some research and watch like old ricochet versus will osprey matches you'll, your mind will be blown mind will be blown they did one 
I think their best match I ever saw was uh, in WCPW, which I think only lasted a year. It was a promotion for for what culture, and it only lasted about a year. But there there was a a situation where I like one of them bounced off the rope and the top rope broke. Right, the top rope like the buckle came undone, and so like Will Ospreay's like yelling at the ring crew during that, but like ricochet just played it off and so there was a there was a, a part where he would normally climb to the top rope but the rope was laying on the ground so he went and stepped on the top rope like he was still on the top rope and still did a jump like 360 frog splash on will osprey from the ground like from the the mat it was like that was amazing and then he it was making fun of the fact that the, the rope broke so very very well done match very entertaining you guys should definitely check that out Oh, you had a New Japan event in the UK? Uh, well, so he uh, so he's been wrestling in AEW, but I, I read an article saying that he got picked up for WWE. Like it was literally just like a two weeks ago. So I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? The dirt sheets. Am I right? All right, guys. That's all I got for this episode. I've already done all the housekeeping. Check out the book, guys. Get on the email list. Check out the book. Uh, hopefully it'll be out by Christmas. And I, I think you guys are going to, you guys are going to enjoy it. Right. And it's, it, it could be one of those books. That's just like a solid, just a starter manual for being an adult, right? Like this is how you're an adult. Like if you have a kid, if you have like a nephew or something like that, that's graduating high school, give them this book, right? That's what this book is for. It's not necessarily a red pill book, although all the dating and spinning plate stuff is, it's all very, very much red pill information, but you know, law of attraction is not red pill, you're right? P people, a lot of people in the space don't subscribe to it. Although I just, I just interviewed Afi Kingdom. Afi is totally all about the law of attraction. So um, that was a fun interview. Check that out. I think I'll wrap it up here, guys. We will see you guys on Friday. We're going to be talking about uh, how to identify sluty sluts. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.